0: I know with you, you've never wanted to be an entrepreneur. My job is great. My title's lovely. I'm making great money, but it doesn't matter what I do. A truly purpose-driven brand. I want to do this for children.
1: Is it really that easy to meet millionaires who are ready to invest? You have to take a good,
0: long look at yourself in the mirror. It's difficult to have partners. We're 50% of the population, so at some point somebody has to sell to us, right? (laughs)
1: Today, for truly purpose-driven companies, customers are no longer people who just buy their products. Customers are actually people who advocates, they're evangelists, they're the tribe, they're people who believe in the idea and they're people who have become part of the movement. And I've been looking for quite some time to find a person who is behind a truly purpose-driven brand that was born out of the Middle East. So today, I have this guest. I found her among my friends. Her name is Katerina Papatrifon, and she is an entrepreneur. She is a co-founder of a purpose-driven startup that is here to revolutionize kids' food through science. Katerina, thank you so much for being my guests on this episode. Thank and you for, so much for having me. I really, really appreciate your time. I know what it is to run a startup or a small company. And I know how much what time worth. <laughs> so thank you very much for finding this half an hour to be with me. No, oh, this is
0: great. Your stories and podcasts have really been an inspiration for me. So I'm really excited that you invited me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to start with this question. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you probably also read a lot of business books, and that's what I do, Mm -hmm. to find my answers that usually are not there but here and here. and usually when you read a business book by a leader, they always say, oh, I had this vision, I had this idea, and I turn it into this multi billionaire you know, unicorn business. I know with you, you've never wanted to be an entrepreneur, that's true. right? You that's never true. wanted to leave corporate world, you felt safer there. How is this possible?
0: Well, yeah, that's true. I didn't want to have my own business ever. Um, and I think that just came from just being a commitment-phobe. Um, I felt like I had a lot more freedom working for a company where I could leave every any day. Uh, I could resign, no strings attached, no salaries depended on me, nothing depended on me. Um, but when I met my business partner who actually, um, had the idea of sprout and was starting, we were starting to talk about it. It was the first time I did have an itch that I wanted to do something that mattered. And I kept repeating that for like a couple of years. I said, okay, my, my job is great. My title's lovely. I'm making great money, but it doesn't matter what I do. It just doesn't matter. It's too late to become a doctor, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I, I had this itch, you know, where I was like, maybe I can go to a nonprofit. But there are just too many strings attached. Um, when I met my business partner, though, it was clear that she just came to me with this idea. And she said, listen, I want to make kids food. Um, I want to make kids food based on data, based on science. We know what's healthy right now, not through the biggest, you know, most influential blogger, not through, uh, I don't know, pediatricians who, mind you, doctors are not trained in nutrition at all, but we have science and we have data and we know how to minimize a lot of these diseases that are the top killers in the world. So I want to do this for children, like start slate, clean the palate. And I was like, yes, this is brilliant. This is what we should be doing. We need to, to save, in quotes, the future generation instead of making it sicker. And, and these people, these children end up becoming 30, 40, 50 like us, and who are constantly on pills and on medication and doctor's visits. This is really, I felt like this was really a calling for me to just make, that, make a difference, at least have some kind of impact into the future.
1: Wow, and I'm a big mover, uh, big believer now in what you do, guys. Also, I think it's not just being a mother of two; it's not only giving <laughs> food, great food for your kids, but also it's a time saver. Yes, so as a lot It's <laughs> a time saver. It's this kind of feel g- guilt-free type of thing, finally. Yes. But it does take a lot of time to get for the kids to get used to it and so on. So, but it's it, I really love your idea and your purpose behind the company. I want to okay. bring this. Thing that because you're a very um, honest person, right? And yeah. outspoken. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you tell us it is. <laughs> and do you remember recently we were discussing this thing about ideas that we all, you know, entrepreneurs, everyone is an entrepreneur now, which is yeah. great. It's good to be independent. Yeah. And uh, but we discussed this idea about a lot of people have ideas, and then what, right? Yeah. In your case, the business was not your idea. Yep. Yeah. It was not. You got excited and took it forward, yeah, right? Yeah. So that whole thing is how how important is to have an idea, or what is more important actually? Yeah. To act on it. Yeah. So
0: it's interesting that you say that because I have a lot of people who come to me and say, "Oh, you're a co-founder. So whose idea was it?" Mm. And I'm like, "Well, it was it was my business partner. She um she has a degree. She's a biochemist by education. She had this idea." Uh, We met very early on. She wanted to bring me on board, and we made it happen. It's fast forward three years later. We're still in business. Now we're building out the health tech part of it. It's growing as an idea Um, and as a concept. We're basically, we've taken all the steps we want to take it where we want it to go. But I get that a lot where people say, oh, it wasn't your idea. And I said, no, I've I've never really been an idea person. I'm a doer. Like, if you give me anything to produce, I will get it done no complaints, head down. I'll find a way. I'll get it down. I'm a hustler. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, So I didn't feel, and I I feel a lot, a lot of people will tell me, oh, but I wish I had an idea so I could do something. An idea is really, that's it. It's an idea. Unless you bring the team around it, unless you get the right team and the right traction around it, and you have the right story to your brand, nothing will happen. It's just an idea. How many times do you hear people say, oh, that idea, Facebook, I thought of Facebook five years before it came out. I thought of Google three years before it came out. And I was like, yeah, okay. we all thought about it at some point, you know. Yeah. But it, it's irrelevant who thought about it, who actually made it happen, because that's where the work really comes into it.
1: And to what, today, honestly, I feel sometimes that's the young generation, they all want to be entrepreneur. great, only there to support. But I think that idea of it's not just an idea, but it's also doing it. Yeah. That's, uh, I feel a lot of them are missing. Yeah. Now that
0: I'm in the startup world, I've met a lot of serial entrepreneurs, they call themselves, which is great because the only way you learn is from your mistakes. There's no other way to learn. You have to fall flat on your face so you can get back up. And I I always tell my daughter this. I said, if you fall seven times, how many times are you going to get up? And she's like eight. Exactly. That means that you got it. And even when we say serial entrepreneurs, it's kind of the same thing. They will make mistakes. They'll have three businesses that fail. And then you never know that fifth, that 10th might be a unicorn, you know? Yeah. Um, I think for us, our generation is a little bit different because we were kind of molded into going into either corporate or following yeah. another, a larger business. And we learned there. Yeah. You know, it was just a different way of learning. Um, and then you still, what, what you do is you take those key learnings and you push them forward to tell your story.
1: I think you're right because our generation is more stability, consistency, yeah. right? Guarantee. Whereas now the new generation of entrepreneurs is risk takers. Yes. For yeah. us, it takes longer to yeah. take risks or it takes time to really go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. No, absolutely. I've noticed also, you know, Dubai is becoming this hub for it startups is. and people are dreaming about raising money and yeah. having. Is it really like that? I mean, not Dubai is a great place. I've you know made three companies here, also. It's a great place. But is it really that easy to make money here and to meet millionaires who are ready to invest? I mean, listen. If you have a good idea, um,
0: and you you tell your story in the way that it resonates with people, and it doesn't matter if I'm telling my story to a consumer or I'm telling it to an investor. We have found that Sprout, as a brand and as a story, resonates with people. And it, it's, we have found that it resonates with investors that have no children. Uh, we have found that it resonates with a mother who just gave birth to a child. We have found that it resonates with 20-year-olds who just really genuinely care about health and wellness. Um, so I think that if you have a story or have a brand that resonates with people, it will, it will come to you. Yeah. Uh, they will come to you. You will start looking, and then they will start coming to you. We we've gotten small injections of um, cash into our business to launch it. We are raising again. Um, once your story comes out, then people are interested in hearing more. You know. But as we said, anybody can have an idea. So at the end of the day, if somebody's going to come and invest in us, it's really going to be about Sprout as a team. Who are the people behind Sprout? What can they do, and why? why do they, why should they believe in us? So yeah. it's, you have to pitch the brand and the story and then you also have to pitch yourself because at the end of the day you're raising your hand and saying this is the idea and I'm the perfect person to, to do it.
1: So what do you think that, what type of mindset do you need to have to be uh, attractive for people, investors, stakeholders? What kind of thing do you feel- you need to have yeah what what has worked for us really well is
0: that my my business partner is a biochemist by education she's a business consultant for pwc for years she brings a very different set of skills to the table Mm. uh my background is completely in marketing and technology um and so i was able to bring those skills to the table at at the end of the day we have very clearly the same values um And the same vision for what we want Sprout to be. But we definitely have strengths that are the other person's weaknesses. We're very honest about what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are. But more so, we're honest and without an ego about where we want to be. We can clearly see the future for Sprout. And so it's about getting there.
1: I think having a vision and seeing the future, that's a really important thing. And then being honest... As partners in business, I think it's being honest as partners in all <laughs> in all walks yeah. of life is important. But in business, really understand what your strengths I- are, right? Yeah, and, and what your weaknesses. The weaknesses, and what you need. I think that's important for the partnership. And it's difficult to have partners, right? Yeah, it's it is. Di- it of, is. Uh, but I think
0: because a lot of time people have a hard time admitting their weaknesses. Yeah. But I think that the faster you admit your weaknesses, then as an entrepreneur your first goal should be I'm going to hire for, to build up on my weaknesses. I'm going to yeah. hire somebody who's really good at what I'm terrible at so we can become solid.
1: How did you know what your weaknesses are? Um, It, it
0: takes a while. I would say it takes like, I mean, I went through some business coaching. I went through, it takes a, a very, you have to take a good long look at yourself in the mirror and say, And admit what you're good at, right? Which is also, I think, uh, especially for women, I think it's a lot harder to do because we feel like we have to be good at a hundred things. So you have to admit like what you're really good at. And then you also have to take a step back and say, these are the things that you, and you might not be good at it because you hate doing it. Right. And that's totally okay. But there's also things, or maybe you love it and you're still not great at it, but you have to admit it to yourself. I did go through some business coaching that really kind of helped me be okay with that. And it Because it, it took me a while to admit it to myself and then to be okay with it. And then you can really pump up your strengths. But once you figure out what your strengths are, I think then, then you're on fire. You know, you surround yourself by the right
1: team and you just push forward. Your daily routine. How is it different now when you're an entrepreneur compared to when you were in corporate? Well yeah
0: i mean now it just doesn't never turns off you oh, know because usually uh. we
1: imagine sitting on the beach drinking cocktails and people are doing one things day. for you one
0: day Nina, that's the goal uh. but um no i mean thing oh, it's there's nothing as structured anymore like before it was nine to five or nine to six you had your lunch break i never took it but you know i knew mm-hmm. it was there for the taking uh, i knew what time my team was leaving i had to plan around that i had to I had a schedule per se. It's a lot looser now. Um, but it's nice to be able to make decisions of where I want to be. And also those decisions are a lot more important to me where I want to be and make sure that my time is spent in a place that adds value to me or to Sprout or to my family. So I get to make those decisions, which is really fantastic. Um, But at the same time, there's no schedule. I mean, if I'm working, I have consultants that work in the US, so I have to take calls at 10, 11 p.m., then that's what it is, you know, or the weekends or whereas when you're in corporate, you're kind of like, well, let's talk on Monday and that's super acceptable. You don't really have that freedom when it's your business. What does really drive you?
1: I mean, a startup is not so much money, right? No, <laughs> so no unfortunately, not yet, not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, no. Just to creating an
0: impact and really making a difference. I think when you find the thing is when you find something you're really passionate about. I have found that it's so easy. When I talk to people about Sprout, I find that they kind of gravitate towards me, um not me, but the the idea, you know. And then. I realized like a year into it I was like this this can be really big if we if we get the right investors and we get the right amount of money and we get the right team like this really has it's a, it, it, there was a gap in the market and people are hungry for not only health and wellness which the health and wellness market is expected to grow to like 3 trillion in the next 10 years something crazy so if you and that's for adults right so these these people are having kids now so who they're going to take care of their kids. They care. They care about their mental health. They care about physical health and especially nutrition. So yeah. that, and that's me basically, you know, I try to put my workout routine in, I try to eat healthy and I'm very conscious about the same for my children, but the information I definitely didn't feel like it was there. There was definitely a gap. And when I met my business partner and she told me about this idea, it was pretty clear that this, we got to do this.
1: I think you guys are on the right track. You have huge uh, potential market, right? Thank you. Yeah. Trends. So far. You found your niche. You're real doers rather yeah. than just idea dreamers. I think you. I think definitely. And I'll support you from my side. Thank <laughs> you. Thank this. you. <laughs> the question that, now. The question is: I've read um, two days ago. No, yesterday. I think right before uh, discussing our podcast that uh, it was. I think in Arabian business. Mm-hmm. The idea of that for women entrepreneur is still difficult in the Middle East mm-hmm. to deal with the investors and raise money. Mm. I haven't had that feeling, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the type of people I spoke to. But did you feel that? Do you feel that? Um, I I do definitely. You do? Yeah, <laughs> we've been in some very uncomfortable, awkward
0: situations where we have had to either defend things that we defend things about sprout or defend things about ourselves, which a hundred percent would have never come up if we were male.
1: Like, um, like parenthood,
0: like I'm, I'm very involved with other, I'm very involved with other women entrepreneurs in the region too, and startups. And just we'll meet randomly, um, every now and then. And you'll hear some of the, even the stories that they get, But uh, I mean, we've been I've been asked questions, but but this has happened to me also on interviews, not necessarily only with investors, to be clear. Um, But I've been asked, so what do you do if your baby gets a fever? And I said, I don't know. What do you do when your baby gets a fever? Yes. How do I? There's no right or wrong answer. So I'm going to let my baby fry. Is that okay? I'm, I will be here. Like, what is the right answer? You yeah, know, what
1: is the right? Answer? I don't know. I have
0: three nannies. Like, there's no right yeah, answer. Don't
1: worry, it doesn't bother so, me. Yeah, but, oh, I don't know how to
0: answer that question. There's no right or wrong, and also it would never ever have been phrased to a man. Um, And that's, I mean, that's just one random example. But there has been tidbits where. I think, especially because most of the investors are men, it's really interesting. But I find that as a challenge, like how do we get them to see our side? Because at the end of the day, we're 50% of the population. So at some point, somebody has to sell to us, right? <laughs> so, so it's really about, if you can persuade somebody like that to get on your side, I think you're solid, you know? Not, not beg, again, not beg, not please, I can do this. It's more like, this is the story, This is why Sprout was created. There's a reason behind it. And there's a huge market waiting for it, you know? Yeah. And that's, then there's no reason, there's no doubts there. But I have found it a little bit to be a little bit more difficult here um, to be in business than other areas of the
1: world where I've worked. That's a great advice, you know? Yeah, you could be asked all kinds of strange questions. But if you know what you're doing it for, where are you going with it? You have a strong business model behind it and the character... Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I want to ask you these questions. Three questions, actually. Right. That I ask my guests. Um, in our case, it's entrepreneurs. Those who sta- who are starting mm-hmm. and or those who came to Dubai and have this beautiful Dubai dream. Yeah. In a good way, I had Dubai yes. dream 19 years ago <laughs> and still have. Um what do you think they should do regularly to be successful, to have successful company here? Mm-hmm. What they should be, uh, don't be afraid of, and what they should stay away from. So okay. do regular, not to be afraid of, and stay away from. Okay. So what to
0: do regularly. So I, what really has helped me is the first thing I do in the morning, whether it's getting in the office or wherever I am, is I write down three things I need to accomplish before the end of the day. And they can be... I, I try to kind of mix them up, but I will not go to bed unless those three things are done. And it could be something really silly, like send an email to, I don't know, Nina, because I've been saying I'm going to do it for two weeks and I haven't done it. So it will end up on that list. I, I try to be pragmatic with it, but I just say, if you do these three things, then at least you'll have gotten something significant off your plate or something you've really procrastinated off your plane. Mm. Um, so that's, or maybe there's a project that's kind of been lingering and pending for a while and I'm like, that's it. Today you're going to finish it. it. You're yeah. not going to bed without it. Yeah. That's really kind of helped me um, just like frame my work day. Um, and then also it makes me understand how much I can take on that day or, or not. So right. I I try and be pragmatic about it.
1: That's some kind of business coaching tool I feel. No. No, not I don't no. know. It
0: helped me. I heard about it somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, it's great. So I so. heard about it somewhere and then I said I'm going to try this and it it really helped me. Mm. It also gives me the impression that I accomplished something no, it's because true. it's so easy for your day to go by and you're like what did I do today? I haven't stopped, and what did I do? So at least if I have those three things, it kind of gives me, it makes me feel better about my day and that I've
1: gotten something off my plate. I actually have a confession to make. I'm going to use your tool because Try I've it. noticed recently that I feel like I don't know when it's enough. Yeah, that's so the other problem, in the day, right? I don't yeah. know, is it really enough? What I've achieved today is a woman... Uh, entrepreneur is a mother. So I never know when to stop. Yeah. And I yeah. think this three, three,
0: it's a great tool. Three. Yeah. And you have to do it in the morning. So then that way you're like, this is what I'm going to do today. And then you already know what meetings you have, what schedule yeah. you have, what you're going to be doing. So you can manage the three things. They can yeah. be light or they could be super intense. If you know that you have the whole day to work. Yeah. Um, that's so that's great. kind of helped me. I don't remember where I picked it up, but I did. Um, that, and the, the second thing actually different. is meditate. Um, I'm such a big, I wasn't a big believer in meditation, but I, it's, it's so hard for emotions to just take a toll on you when you're exhausted and there's just so much to do. And sometimes I'll just YouTube like guided meditation to chill out for five minutes and then works. it works because then I, I go home and all the baggage is behind and it's not there with my family at the dinner table or at bedtime. Or for me, I go to bed and I'm like, I've let it go. And then the next day, three things, you know?
1: Feels Those feels so easy. <laughs> it's
0: now, it is easy. It feels it, so light. It, no, it is easy. It's, what's hard is when we wrap ourselves around, oh my God, what do I have to do? But it is easy. If you o- oversimplify it, it could be send three emails.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. it.
0: That's fine. Start with that. I'm going to try that. Try what it. about not to be afraid of? what not to be afraid of, um, mistakes because there's, I think I said it before too. There's no other way to learn unless you make a mistake. Um, but then it's just as important to pause after it's done. And it doesn't matter if this was something small in your day about the way you spoke to somebody or a big project that failed. Um, pause, look at yourself in the mirror and say today, knowing what I know, what would I have changed if I had to redo this? And then take those lessons forward. I think it's so important. Don't be afraid
1: of making mistakes. They're the
0: only thing that are going to help you get through next time and give you ammunition and power because you've done it.
1: So there's no fear anymore. From my side, as an entrepreneur, I've been whole my professional life. I always make mistakes. You think that one day you'll stop making mistakes and you know it all? No, you don't, don't know so. anything. You just I think continue. if you start saying you know no. it all, you probably don't know much. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, what about stay away from drama
0: for sure? Yeah. And do not uh, I don't know if this is staying away from. Like it's a, it's a little bit of the drama and toxic people, but to always remind yourself that other people's truths are not your truths. So if somebody comes to you and they say, the, the market is terrible right now. No, yeah. no one's buying. No one's that. That's their truth. That's what they're living in their everydayness. And that's fine for them. Walk away from it and meditate. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Let it sit where it needs to be. That is not your truth. That's not your business truth. And you need to take what you have and push it forward. We just all were in different places at different times. We each have a very different story to tell.
1: So yeah. I would say, stay away from the drama i really i have to say that this is something that i went through in the last i think during covid time and so on this is it is drama and it's not only your drama and stay yeah. away from it i ha- i cannot agree more with this thank yeah. you so much katerina i really enjoyed it today what a great honest you thank you for your honesty no worries thank you for you having are me as you are and I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> thank you Nina. It was wonderful being here yeah thanks a thanks. lot good yeah I love it. I'm good if you're good. Thank you. God, <laughs> oh. you're so... Awesome. And then I'll make a big table of all the all guests. All the ladies. And then I'll have a clap. And then yes. i have a vision. <laughs>